0: You ready? Hello, and oh, welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester,
1: and my name is Sam Bradley. Are you sure? I mean, maybe it could be Arthur McMillington, Squire, Sheer, Ford. Yeah, it's not that, is it? I was just—I was in a spiral then. Welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages and dungeons and dragons. Ed, That's would you my- like to tell us about social
0: media? What's going on? <laughs> That's my bit.
1: Taking it all around the wrong way, aren't we?
0: Welcome to uh, the show that takes you deeper into Dungeons & Dragons. Sam, do you want to tell us about social media? Go. I do.
1: We are Start A Set Podcast on Instagram. You can find uh, all the announcements for the show primarily there. And we also share like clips of us doing funny stuff. And we should have some more cool stuff dropping on the Instagram because we've all got a little bit more time on our hands. Uh, we're also Start A Set uh, Show on Twitter and Facebook. And you can catch all the shows at uh, startaset.buzzsprout.com Boom, our own website
0: Lovely, thank you very much Sam, I appreciate that Now, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another round of Subclassical This is of course where we take, oh we've got a little song Yeah. What was that Sam, do you want to do that again for us?
1: Subclassical, Subclassical
0: That's not bad is it? It's all right. I like that. Right. Lovely stuff. (laughs) Yep. Subclassical. Here where we take this deep dive into Unearthed Arcana. I don't even have to pause now. I'm getting that bang on. You've nailed that, my friend. This week, we are looking at the Artificer. We are looking at the Ranger. And then finally, we are also looking at the Druid. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you know that I know that we talk about uh, Marvel franchise quite a little bit upon this podcast quite a bit the artificer or this artificer we will be doing that some more because I believe it's been backwards engineered from a certain individual known as Iron Stan uh, mm-hmm. from from Marvel uh, to, to create into an artificer subclass now ladies and gentlemen you're going what the WF Ed, what the WF? Yeah, sure. That's not what it is, but it doesn't matter. I was wondering about that. What the, what the worldly fuck? Sure, maybe. Wizards' fuck, because it's that. Right. What what what's going on? Because the Artificer is just Iron Man. My thoughts exactly, ladies and gentlemen. But listen up, sunshine. The Artificer Armorer allows you to really, really get into the world of a millionaire playboy philanthropist everything genius forgot the genius bit all there by ultimately creating yourself power armor now the way that this looks now you've got some other stuff at third level you get uh tools of the trade which means that you proficient with smiths tools and Armorous spells which gives you some uh different spells which are fine you know whatever that that tends to be a standard thing this is where let's go into power armor third level this is what you can do so basically you're either going to go right i want to be as beefy and shieldy and punchy as I can, or you want to go? I'm going to sneak, and then I'm going to fucking laser you from my laser hands and/or chest. Literally laser hands from your chest, or yeah, hands. It's, it's like it's
1: like Hulkbuster or the um, what's the uh, the light negative armor? Um, I'm just looking at the armor of spells. I know we, we're sort of glossing over them, but if you look at them, there's Magic Missile, which is a repulsor. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Force Field. I think we see those in the Ultimates comics. He uses the Force Field in one pretty big story arc. Yep. Um, the Fire Shield, Invisibility, Lightning Bolts, um, just a regular shield. Yeah, it's it's
0: it's pretty Starky, should shall we say. Yeah. The... The comparatives are stark. Oh, Did a funny. Did a funny. Right. So the power armor um, attaches itself to you. It extends your entire body, replaces any missing limbs, functionality identically to the body that's replacing. This is all very nice. Um, you use it as your spellcasting focus, and you have to. You can get rid of any strength requirement for said armor. Right. So now, good. like Hulkbuster yes it even goes into models right so you know how you've got uh, the mark one the mark five all that sort of stuff within the iron man mm-hmm. series all that kind of stuff now these go into two different models the guardian and the infiltrator the guardian is your here come the big boys throw at me what you can and i will punch you in the face with a lightning fist basically you get a defensive field which, as a bonus action, you can gain hit points equal to your level in the class. Which is always nice. That replaces any temporary mm-hmm. hit points you already have. Classic temporary hit points. Always know that. And then Thunder Gauntlets. Where you can punch people and you deal 1d8 thunder damage. Super useful. Super useful. 1d8. Really great. That's the Guardian side of things. Now, the Infiltrator. This is what the one where it gets really um, quite interesting, actually. So, number one. Your walking speed increases by 5 feet. Quite nice to have. Number two, second skin. The armor's weight is negligible and you don't get disadvantage on dex checks against stealth, which usually you do typically when you're wearing like all the heavy armors as you go up there. They're, they all do that. Mm-hmm. Finally, these are the big ones. Lightning launcher. A gem-like node appears in one of your armored fists or on the chest. Come on, people.
1: I love how it says... In that, in, in, the, uh, in the Unearthed Arcana, it actually says, uh, Gemlight Node appears on your one of your Armored Fists or your chest. Yeah. Your
0: choice. Mm. Um, so it's got a range of 90 feet with a long range of 300 feet. So, and then it deals one... It's so far, it deals 1d6 lightning damage on a hit. Uh, you can deal an extra 1d6 once per turn. So it's potentially 2d6 that you're blasting out, out of your Pulsar. <laughs> which undoubtedly yeah undoubtedly do that that's bad which is yeah, always like nice that. fifth level thanks very much i spent time doing that fifth <laughs> level um you get to attack twice very nice lovely stuff ninth level <clears throat> uh you can start doing armor modifications so you basically get to put more of the uh artificial infusions on your armor which is lovely can you put a soda stream in it no Soda Stream yet. I've ri- I've written to Wizards uh, and said, "Dear Wizards, my friend Sam, uh, please, he would like a Soda Stream in his Artificers." And they said, uh, "And that's the whole thing." Yes.
1: Please, he would like an Artificer. Send.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, unsurprisingly, they haven't got back to us yet. Fifteenth level, mm. you get to perfect your armor, and now once again, this is whether you're dependent on which model you're going down: Guardian or Infiltrator. Guardian. Uh, mm-hmm. You and I love this tinkering with your armor's energy system. Ah, oh, what's that? Is that an arc reactor? Yeah, it is an arc reactor. Fine. Uh, which basically for well, franchise reasons, we have to decline. Yeah, exactly. Which basically you have to you 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 get over here, right? You 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 force them to do a strength check, or they get pulled thirty feet to you, so that you can then punch them in the face. Uh, Infiltrator, mm-hmm. any creature that takes lightning damage from your lightning launchers. Uh, glimmers with light until the start of your next turn they shed five foot light and the next attack against it has advantage which is always nice um, If you that's really useful isn't it yeah it's very good if you hit with that also they take an extra 1d6 lightning damage so you're banging out and remember you can, you've can you got two attacks now so you can theoretically light mm-hmm. up two enemies and then watch your party go I've got advantage bam. bam, 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 bam. <coughs> Yeah, which is always wonderful. Then we get some new infusions, right? Which is always nice. Ooh. Uh, so we have armor of magical strength, which basically mm-hmm. ups your strength saves. Um, you can use it in- even more. Yeah, well, not necessarily ups it up. You just swap out your intelligence modifier in place uh, of strength. So how smart you are is how strength, how strong you are. Oh there. right, I see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Always good. Armor of tools. You can integrate your armor into artisans' tools or thieves' tools, so they're just whoop, and then it's in there. And you can go right. Where's my Where's my lockpick? And just you know, you open up your wrist, and there's a lot of lockpicks that come out. Bit of R2D2, cool.
1: kind of like Robocop or Robo. Oh yeah, actually R2D2.
0: Either, either. Uh, Helm of awareness. Uh, while wearing this helmet, creature has advantage on initiative rolls. Always nice. Can't be surprised. Mind sharpener which sounds um, very painful. They
1: really lost the ball there, didn't they?
0: <laughs> but the nice thing is what it does is whenever you fail a constitution saving throw to maintain concentration on a spell, it basically goes, hang on, wake up, come on, don't don't fuck up. You go, oh, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. So you can basically get advantage on your, um, you can use your reaction to succeed on that concentration, which is actually, when you think about mm-hmm. it, bananas. Uh, and then you get spell refueling ring which basically allows you to uh, recover spell slots which is always nice that's the artificial. again
1: sort of quietly useful yeah
0: very much so well that that, for a lot of the um, infusions that's actually a pretty accurate description quietly useful nice to have
1: like an infusion in a cup of tea
0: yeah quietly useful helps your digestion nice to have
1: didn't ask for lemon but I've got it and do you know what I'm bloody rolling with it.
0: Exactly. Next up Druids, ladies and gentlemen,
1: Thor kind of.
0: No, Thor no. I mean as, as much as we want to roll down this this thing, I'm going to shoot you down there with my with my gauntlets. Samples down. Nice. Thanks. Um Druids, we have Circle of Stars. Now the thing that I like about this is it is its taking the druids away from um, the weirdos that live trees and stuff yeah exactly the weirdos that live in the forest they're making them astrologers and potentially those who are a little bit more I mean no not astrologers astronomers both yeah. both of the those weirdos things, that live in space both of those things astronomers and astrologers is that what I mean? I think astronomers That's ast- <sighs> ast- no that's not a word is it? <laughs>
1: Astrology is a word for yeah, sure. Astrology is studying um, stars.
0: Astro- no, astrology is the I'm a Vigo and an Aries and all that sort of stuff.
1: Vigo isn't the thing, that's the bloke that's in Lord of the Rings, but Virgo, Thank by, you. yeah, I know which way you're going.
0: <laughs> and then astronomy is here's a big balling ball, uh, a big burning ball of gas. Anyway, It takes them away from their forestry homes and makes them a little bit more kind of like, hey, you know, nature, yeah, it's everything. It's not just that wood over there.
1: You could have a really cool build if you made, like, a Circle of Stars fur bulb druid.
0: Yeah? Okay, tell me why. That would be really cool, right?
1: Well, he lives in the forest, but he's always sort of looking up, and because he's taller than most of the trees, he can see the stars, and that's what sets him apart from the other druids. that's
0: quite nice. Yeah, I do like that. He's technically closer just because he's taller. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very good. So, the Circle of Stars, what they do is they create a star map, um, which ultimately boosts them in one of three ways, right? Now, mm-hmm. the way that this this map gets one used as your spellcasting focus, and that's where you cast all your spells from, but that's this really allows cool. you to harness the power of the constellations through some interesting tattoos,
1: right? Really cool. Well, is there a a number of different ones you can have?
0: There are, and I've said tattoos. That's because I would do it that way, but you can do it whichever way you want to do. I just like the idea of somebody having those different tattoos and then being like, tap, this tattoo does this power.
1: Kind of like the, um, you know, in the original Fable game, if you did a lot of magic, you would get, like, the glowing lines. Didn't know that, but yeah, sure. Similar to that kind of vibe. So, Kind of like, uh, what's his name? Maze. For any fans of that game out there, you can look like Maze.
0: Brilliant. Don't know it, but I'm sure it's wonderful. Thank you, Sam. The starry (laughs) form, which you basically use your wild shape to go into, um, and the interesting things you can choose from uh, an archer, chalice, or dragon. Now, chalice basically allows you to restore hit points from uh, one creature to another, which is always nice. That's cool. Uh, archer you start shooting off crazy luminous arrows um, which basically means that you no longer need to be a ranger because you're now a druid with a bow which is always nice danger ranger danger and then dragon which is uh, your ability to maintain concentration checks is just there Another, another really good one for the old concentration and carrying on and making sure that your spells stick around once you've cast them. Mm hmm. Okay. Next up, they consult the stars with uh, the Cosmic Home Omen. It's an Omen. Um, which is basically where you either get to make things positively happen to you or negatively happen to somebody else, dependent on the roll of a dice. Sam, you know I love mechanics that take dice rolling into account, right? Mm-hmm. Anything where you go, I roll this dice and something... Well, I, obviously, this is Dungeons & Dragons. I roll the dice and something happens, but that... Affect it more right because it because it's an omen and you're consulting it and the cons- and the consultation and the whole thing of like casting bones and doing all that and what if a dice isn't in D, if it isn't a way of telling the future mm-hmm. and telling you what happens then i don't know what else it is yeah. so i always like it when there's a little bit of flavor that comes out of a character into our world the real world this um, wheel
1: and woe thing that they've got going on is kind of like waxing and waning mm. of the moon, isn't it? And I, yeah, I never sure. know which I mean, way grab- around it is, but
0: <clears throat> is waxing where it gets bigger because the candle starts melting and then it all kind of goes bloo? I don't know. Sure. Oh. Yes, very much so. Possibly. So wheel you, so. you put your you put your D6 and add it woe you take it away from something else but it's uh so you obviously use the d6 for your stuff for the even on the stuff that you want to happen mm-hmm. for the odd on the stuff that you don't want to happen finally Whoa, okay. you get an element where when you're in your starry form you become incorporeal. so you get the rage ability ultimately which means your resistance to bludgeoning piercing slashing damage always lovely and then finally, you get to ultimately put somebody into a star and then just fire them off somewhere else.
1: Starflare. Uh, Hang on, f- can we go back over the, some of these names here? So you've got starry form, nice. Cosmic yep. Omen, bit more hardcore. Oh, and then man. you've got, at 10th yep. level, you've got Fuller Stars. What's he like? Oh, uh, he's all right. Fuller Stars. And uh, then we have Starflare at level 14.
0: Yeah. It's just like, what were they? Which is kind it's of... Really cool names. Starflare... Starflare to, to stay on Starter Set um, brand is kind of like Nova because you, you yes. ultimately just go, right, I'm going to. Or Nova or Miss Marvel, where you, you turn into this ball of light and just fucking blast through something Captain in a Marvel. Big straight line. It's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. What year are you Thank in? Thank you. God. Uh, the, the wrong one.
1: <laughs> right year, wrong timeline.
0: Thank you. Next up. Uh, we go to the Ranger Danger, Ranger Danger, and we look at the Fey Wanderer, which is wonderful, if I do say so myself, and I do, because oh baby, you guard the world between the Fey Wild and the Material, guiding the That's lost out of cool, the Fey Wild. Oh yeah, baby. Like I'm a it.
1: Ranger of of I'm a Ranger of the Ranger of two
0: worlds. That's a cool character. Yeah. So you've got you've got the um, the ranger from uh, Xanathar's Guide, which I can't for the life of me remember, but he's the Planar one, right? So he kind of sits on the material and goes, right? Any anything coming in from any of the planes of existence? Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll bit, mess it this up.
1: Sounds this sounds a bit like. Um, now stick with me. It's sticking with our Marvel theme for a minute, <clears throat> this sounds a little bit like Doctor Strange. In as much as he guards the realms the and he guards the borders between them, and there was a there was a comic book of Doctor Strange an incarnation where he did have like all these spirit weapons, like he had bows and arrows and stuff. He was a bit more of a right. warrior wizard, which was quite cool. Sure.
0: So that that is the other one, which I the Horizon Walker. That's what it is. The Horizon Walker Ranger does the whole thing. This one, the Fey Wanderer, is just about the Fey Wild and man. I love the Fey Wild. Do you remember? So we've obviously done an episode where mm-hmm. we look into this bag of bees. Bag of bees, yeah. Which was the where, yeah, the bag of bees. Uh, so that was given by the Bear King within the Fey Wild. What a fantastic magical item that came from there. Um, fantastic.
1: I, there's not a day that goes by <laughs> that I don't think about that phrase. Just comes screaming into my head. Bag of bees.
0: Excellent. Uh, <laughs> the Fey Wanderer is just there to protect the Fey. And the nice way this works is if we go back to our time when we looked at the Feywild, we talked about the different courts. Do you remember this? Yes. So the mm-hmm. Summer Court and the Winter Court, also known as the Gloaming Court. Um, and they kind of have that sort of uh, summer is all about sort of vibrancy and passions burning, whereas Gloaming is all about sort of uh, cold but calcula- calculating but each has their own area where they look after these things now the fey wanderer it feels is almost there to actually protect those fey somebody steps out of line somebody from the summer court starts messing around with winter court's business and they go Mm -hmm. bloody old uh nathaniel over there he keeps stepping out of line setting things on fire during winter time we need to get the Fey Wanderer yeah. out, and the Fey Wanderer comes out and goes, "Don't do that," and then pops him with a couple of arrows. <clears throat> this is also quite nice. Um,
1: I was reading this today. Twofold as a DM. First of all, it's very—it's a very nice way to bring a new big bad into your campaign mm-hmm. because you can have your 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 Fey Wanderer sort of say, "Yeah, um, I'm here. I'm usually in the Fey, but I'm here now with you. I'm putting together a team because." Something is coming over from yonder, and we need, you know, the, sure. the material realms' mighty heroes. Also, it's nice if you have a player that can only play every other week. He just pops off to the Feywild, and time moves differently.
0: Yeah, that works quite nicely. Actually, that that is actually quite a good one. You know, uh, for those real.
1: Where's Steve? He's he's gone. He's gone. He's he's in the Fey for I don't know as long as he's got to do yeah, overtime. He jumped at work. back
0: in. The courts wanted him again. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Nice, I do like that actually. Any any point any for a DM, any time where you can just explain away a character missing from the table is always like lovely. I gave up doing it. I'm just like, yeah, he's not there mm-hmm. today. Don't know where he's gone. Um, sleeping. Sleeping. He's Back gone of the asleep. wagon. He's in a cage. Done. So, first of all, um, you get a nice thing called Cunning Will. You get some uh, extra spells, of course, depending on what it is. Cunning Will, which is where you you spent so much time talking to the Fae and we've talked about this they always want to trick you. Yeah? they're always trying to mess with your brain that you gain proficiency mm-hmm. in any of these prof- uh, any of these skills deception performance or persuasion <coughs> you also have advantage mm-hmm. on saving throws against being charmed or frightened charmed for the summer court frightened for the gloaming Useful. right that's third yep. level you also at third level get to augment your attacks with Magic drawn from the Unseelie Court, right? So you you know the winter stuff, the the burning, the the back back up sunshine, poof, and then your arrows can start dealing dealing extra. The nice thing is uh, when you engage in two weapon fighting, which we've had conversations about this, either you're going to be popping off a as an archer, or you're going to be doing a double double sword vibe. Because of the way that rangers are set up, mm-hmm. you can um, engage and you can put your two weapon fightings ability, you can imbue both of your weapons. Yes. Alright? Yeah, always nice. That's useful. Next up at 7th, you get Blessing of the Courts, uh, which is where you hit them with a weapon attack. You can deal 3d6 psychic damage, and they get a wisdom save. If they fuck it up, they become frightened. Uh, and you see you see that frightened element always coming into play, especially if you look at the uh, packed bond that you, if you have a pact bond with a fay as a warlock you do that frightened element where, where mm-hmm. you're, you either charm people within a 30 foot radius or you frighten people within a 30 foot radius next up, yes next up we have one. Beguiling Twist which is where you mess around, yes, which is where Ooh. you mess around once again with that charmed or frightened thing that you operate with, you know what I was talking about there a moment ago, so you can mm-hmm. uh, get them to Mm -hmm. get them to do a wisdom save against your DC or suffer these two elements number one they take more psychic damage 3d10 or they become charmed or frightened the damage on that is crazy Yeah, 3d10 is worth of psychic damage I suppose mind you it's only level 11
1: it's a little bit overpowered Um,
0: I mean at that point like,
1: it's a lot you could potentially take 30 points of damage
0: yeah but at that point you've got people throwing around fireballs and lightning bolts so it's not too much I think and, and at some point you do have to start you know keeping up with other people and the ranger typically does fall behind a little bit as you get higher tiers of play so it's actually quite nice to see somebody with a little bit more beef you know what I mean coming in
1: and it kind of makes sense like why is he a bigger badass than the other Rangers? Well, he spends half his time in the Fae. So he's learned stuff above and beyond what you'd learn in the material plane.
0: Yeah, I mean, sure. It's, it's more just, hey, man, people are different. Deal with it. You know? <laughs> Ultimately, because. It...
1: And he's. He's back in 2020. I think it's
0: quite yeah. I think it's quite rare that, that you sit there and you go, okay, well maybe I'm not doing as much. And sometimes a player may feel a little bit like, uh, I wish I could do that. That kind of you know, I wish I could be smashing out 90 points of damage a turn. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the only times where you really feel that are in environments where you're doing you're doing things like one shots, right, where there's no story involved with it, and you don't have the ability to to affect anything. Now typically i find yeah. rangers within within people playing they and we've we this is actually part we're going back to our ranger episode anyway they tend to hold things together a little bit they tend to tend to be those people that kind of yeah i don't i don't do magic uh, i've got a bow and i've got a bear buddy but i do wade in when it comes to the conversational pieces
1: yeah, it's it's more like, okay, guys, I've seen this coming over the hill. Who can help me with this problem? Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Um, but like we say, anyway, this subclass tends to deal with that. So if you are one of these players who goes, do you know what, I do want to play a ranger, but I am worried about being a little bit underpowered. I think this is one to go with. Um, definitely. Mm-hmm. Next up, at 15th mm-hmm. level, we have Misty Presence, um, which basically goes... I know her. I'm going to be invisible to that one person so you get them to do a wisdom save yeah it's really cool it's really cool you get them to do a wisdom save if they fail they can't see or hear you for 24 hours fantastic I mean I love it that one's that one's great for an assassin it's bloody brilliant it's just oh actually you know what I need to track that person and you just, yeah, fine. Oh, and yeah. And they can't hear you either, right? So typically with... Um, that's that's even more useful. Yeah, with invisibility, the ways that you tend to get seen a lot of the time is you get your heard as well as seen. As well, mm-hmm. yeah, your heard rather than just seen, right? Now, you take that away. What are the things that you need to watch out for? Okay, um, what's the weather doing? It's raining, fine. I'm not going to stand in the middle of the room. So there's obviously like an outline given. Uh, and I'm also (laughs) going to take my shoes off when I go inside so I don't leave any footprints.
1: But then you might be smelt.
0: Oh, that is true. That is true. Well, wash your feet, Rangers. There you go. Top tip from starter set. Wash your feet. Job done. And that's it. Topical, kind of. (laughs) Wash your feet and your hands. Very topical. That's it, guys. That is this week's Subclassical. I hope you are all... Uh, safe and well actually just as a, as a little side piece with everything that's going on in the world um, as always we most definitely have been starter set you most definitely have been our listeners roll well and if you enjoyed the show do share it with people at this moment in time i'll wait thank you very much roll well and we will see you next week goodbye Great mandibles here saying, Wash your hands, you dirty bastards!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs)